Welcome to another episode of Being the First, a podcast and a platform created to provide academic, consumer, and financial wellness information to first-generation and low-income students and their families, what I like to call the FLY community. My name is Mosley, and in this episode, I would like to discuss a topic that I find that much people don't really talk about, and um. And that topic is why our students should consider applying to colleges and universities that are test optional or test blind. Many colleges and universities are choosing to use this, the different methods of assessing college success, you know, using different methods of besides tests. And I really do believe that this can work in our favor as a community. College admission tests, such as SATs and ACTs, were created in the 1900s and have always been a major issue, um, an equality issue in our community as well as our society as a whole. Even more so, many students and their parents who register to take these tests are not aware that their personal information is being sold by the maker and creator of these tests, mainly the College Board. Through their student search service, the College Board promises students that colleges and scholarships are looking for them and that all they have to do is just sign up for this search service. But what they do not tell the student or their parent is that how much they are getting paid to sell your information or which colleges are getting your data. I am so tired of seeing and hearing students and parents freaking out about SAT scores and ACT, ACT tests um, during their college application process. You know, over my 20 years experience, in college admissions, one of the major issues or the major frustration stresses that I have encountered is through the college application process, mainly with students taking these tests. They're so stressed out about it. They study for hours and hours at a time. And um, just to take a test that really doesn't assess or give a good assessment of how well they will do in college. So in truth, most colleges have realized that and hence the reason why a lot of them have made um, their college admission policies regarding tests optional. And I truly believe that parents in our community need to be aware of this. If you didn't know, there are over 4,000 colleges and universities in the United States, and that number includes community colleges, specialty colleges, and universities. And as of this year, 2022, more than half of these colleges have made the college admissions test optional. According to the National Center for Fair and Open Testing, also known as fair tests. They've been around for three decades, since 1985, 
they actually started um, with the whole uh, advancement of promoting quality education and um, promoting fair assessment and alternative assessment for students and teachers when it comes to evaluations, you know? So they've been running um, this table for the past 10, 15 years of colleges who have opted out of um, making test scores a requirement and according to their data. And if you're interested in their data, if you're interested in finding out the list of colleges who are, who have made um, test scores optional, you can just go to fairtest.org and uh, you'll run, you'll get all the information that I'm about to tell you. So let's go back to some, some data. So over 1,800 colleges and universities have made SAT optional and or test-free, right, for their admission policies, right? In addition, 80-plus colleges and universities have made it test-free altogether. And so what is what are the difference, right, between the two? What, are the, what exactly is a test optional and test-free? So if you were to look at the definition, right, a test optional admission policy states that it's, it's a blanket term for schools which do not require applicants to submit test scores before an admission decision is made, right? You can submit it, but it's not, it's, it's optional, it's not required. And an admissions is not, they don't necessarily have to look at your test scores to make a decision if you will be accepted or not. Now, test-free institutions are, they're more specific, right? So they basically, they, they just do not, they, they do not consider SAT scores. They do not, they won't even process your scores if you submit them, right? And so far, um, like I said, over 80 colleges have decided to go that route, right? And um, next year, in the fall of 2023, even more colleges are going to participate in that. As a matter of fact, about 86 campuses, including the University of California, the whole California state system, which is the, the nation's largest public university, are test-free. They are test-free, right? Also referred to as test-blind. So you can apply to any University of California, right? Berkeley, San Diego, Cal, Cal State, right? And um, you don't have to submit a test score, and which is awesome. And so many colleges are participating in this, um, and or actually have not even participating, but have made this their policy, right? Like colleges like Bowdoin, and which is actually was one, was one of the first colleges that have that made their tests optional in like in nineteen seventy something, which is impressive. Emerson, um, Bates College, uh, uh, in next year. Right, starting in the fall, Princeton, um, Penn State, the whole Penn State University system um, will go um, test optional. So, et cetera, et cetera. More or or will be joining um, this 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 policy of becoming test blind and test test optional, which I think is perfect for us because one, we know that these tests are biased towards our community, right? We know these tests are not fair, and they've never been fair since their creation. Hence the reason why, you know, 
colleges like Bowdoin, like I said, Bates, since like the 70s and the 60s, they made the test optional, right? We know these tests have been proven to be unfair over and over um, to the community, uh, to our community. So that is a, that would definitely be a win-win. Another reason why, you know, I think this is really important is, is that colleges are, um, are using, they're, they're using, they're looking outside the box, right? They're using more important factors, um, that indicate success, such as your academic grades in high school, right? Your progression throughout high school, the type of classes that you took, right? Your writing ability, um, your recommendations that you get from your teachers, all of that, these are the things that are the best indicators of success, of college success. And I honestly believe this could work to our advantage. You know, you get to create your own narrative through your personal statement, right? And you get to support it with your academic work and the letters of support from the from the people who know you best, right? So that's, that's a win-win. And the last but not least is that, you know, the test makers will not get access to your data, right? They, they won't get access to your information, which, you know, violates your privacy and, 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 um, and which is completely unnecessary. So these are the three reasons why I think um, our students, our community should consider applying um, to colleges that give that option of applying, uh, of test, test optional or test blind because it definitely is where most colleges are going because they realize that um, these test scores don't really give any indication of success and that there are more important things that should be considered, like a personal statement, letters of recommendation, um, the type of classes that you took, you know, your progression if you took honors and, and AP courses, and um, if you've overcome you know, challenges in life. These are the things that makes a, a successful student, that, that makes a student persistent and stay to graduate and finish their degree. So this is, um that will be the end of our podcast today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today and I hope I, I enlightened you with some information. And um, yeah, so if you have any questions for me, you can reach me at beingthefirstfly at gmail.com being the first one s t f l i at gmail.com so thank you again for your time thank you for listening to me and i look forward to bringing you more information next time in our podcast have a great week take care